previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. As the three of you are suffering from your migraines, the three of you hear the muttering of this woman. And she turns around and a magical circle appears from behind you. Like in the doorway behind us? Like in the ground behind you. Okay. Like a portal type thing or? Yeah, sort of like a portal type thing. Like she's summoning a monster that's going to try and eat us or? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Hey. From the hole climbs out a demonic looking monster. Jeez. A large size with gigantic wings. It has two legs, two claws, and the beak of a demonic-looking bird. As it pulls itself out of the hole, it screeches, and then she teleports away. Teleports away? Yeah, she puts her hands together, casts a spell, that magic tech, and then teleports away. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Does the pain stop at least? Yeah. Yeah, you're no longer capacitated, but we're going to roll for initiative again. That's fair. I rolled an 11. I rolled a 4. <laughs> 16. Just you wait till I get counterspell, Joey. <laughs> so is this thing in melee range? I mean, it's right behind us, in theory, oh, so. No. And it has- I imagine you guys are about like, you went into the... Oh, train car like a couple of feet. Did like an arm fall down the hole or anything? <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm just very <laughs> strange. Got sent person. straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, so we'll say he's like blocking the entrance. Okay. Is there an entrance out the other? Oh, I guess that's where the big anti like appeared thing like was. behind you. Yeah, in front of you is the big chunky anti anti magic. But if my flame blade thing. is like a lightsaber, in theory, I could just cut a hole in the wall and we jump out, use our levitates and just see, let the people at the prison deal with the demon. <laughs> the demon will probably follow us. Let's be honest. All right. Well, start with Niklaus. Niklaus is trying to decide what to do. He, uh, How close is the demon? Say he's like 10 feet away. Okay. Oh, so not quite melee range. Niklaus is... Uh, taken aback by the sight of a literal demon and quickly raises his hands and summons a chaotic chaos bolt and kind of like directs as much power as he possibly can up leveling the spell to level two and casts it at the demon and he uses his inspiration to make sure he hits wow i rolled a natural one and a natural 20 (laughs) (laughs) so natural 20 on the chaos bolt uh, as a 27 to hit Yep. Alright, so originally this would be 2d8 plus 2d6, so it's going to be 4d8 plus 4d6. Nice. Whoa. If I can find my die. Okay. 
So the first 2d8 is an 8 and a 2. Then it will be thunder damage because I don't think there's many things that resistant, resist that. Alright, so that is 10 plus the other 2d8. 7 and 6 and plus 13. 2d6 plus 8 plus another 2d6. Another 8. 39 damage, thunder damage. Oh, nice. Well, as the warbling energy gets to twice the size it normally is, this giant ball of brilliant, like, technicolor light flies at the demon, and as it does, it, it turns into the shape of, like, a sine wave, and you can, in it, and as the sine wave turns into, like, a higher, higher, like, frequency, the noise starts coming, and then until it starts slowing down again to a longer frequency, it turns into, like, a low rumble as the thunder damage hits the demon. Yeah, the demon flaps its wings in anger, and it makes a terrifying scream. It's going to get down on all fours, and it's going to charge at you. Is it its, is it its turn? The start of its turn? Yeah. It's within 10 feet of me, yes? Yep. It needs to make a constitution saving throw or take 1d4 necrotic damage. It rolls a 5. It does not save, so he will take 1 point of necrotic damage. Nice. Nice. 40 total damage already. Well, I don't know if it has some sort of magic resistance that could oh. negate that, but worth a shot. But yeah, it gets on all fours and it's going to run towards Niklaus. Oh. And it's going to try to beak you and beak talon you. you. Oh, no. Did the th- thunder appear to hurt it? Yep. Good. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> the first attack is a 23. That hits. Hits. That hits. It does 11 damage. Ouch. What type of damage was it? It was piercing damage oh, with no. the beak. Oh, pierced me right in the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to try and slash at you with its talons. I talons. Like raise talons? My, my forearms in front of my face to kind of protect my face and chest. Not the face! <laughs> and it does 19 damage. Jesus. Oh, it hit? Oh, yeah, it rolled a 19. Okay, yeah, it hits. The cloud still kind of like falls to one knee, like just covered in blood and rip clothing. I have three HP left, so if I hadn't used aid earlier, we would be down. <laughs> yeah, the the demon looks pretty healthy. Oh my god. Jack, it's your turn. As you sort of get up from your migraine pain, you kick one of the body parts away, and underneath it you see the beginnings of a long cylindrical tube with a hand grip and a trigger on it. What does it do? It looks like the bottom half of a bazooka. <laughs> Can I pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pick it up. All right, picks it up, puts it on his shoulders. Do I know how to use this thing? You've seen it in the plays before. Okay. <laughs> Is there an arrow that tells me which way the the the, the thing fires? <laughs> to make sure. Yeah, it's like point. It's like point this way at enemy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he... <laughs> well, I mean, Claymore Mines have that direction, so I feel like that's. Uh... <laughs> and there's that movie, uh, Four Lions, where that's a comic. Oh my god! Bit. <laughs> that is such a funny movie. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. You take a look at it though, and it's like a supercharged up fireball one, and oh, you're shit. in a very small combined like space. It's fine. What could go wrong? <laughs> so if I fire it, we'll all die, basically. Probably. Okay. You feel like Niklaus definitely would die. <laughs> Is there, so Jack looks and, and, and thinks, maybe whoever fires this might not make it out alive. Then this thing is hanging over Niklaus. I wonder if we can get him off of Niklaus. So Jack turns to the others and says, Hey guys, look what I found. 
<laughs> yeah, shoot it. You gotta shoot it, but I we it's gonna kill us all. I, I think okay, one of us. Don't shoot it. Well, the Audrey, do you have the fabricate? She's like, uh, yeah. So we could get out of here if we need to. Although I guess we only have three. You only have three. What? Levitate. Levitates. Oh. I'm all right. I can make it. Actually, we have five levitates. Never mind. I I mean I guess we can try and see and take this thing down. But if we can't, we gotta use some more firepower, right? If we have to uh, suicide this, yes. Yeah. But who knows? Suicide, magic, you never know, right? Like, maybe blow, blow it up and maybe somehow we all survive. Sure. That's how it works uh, in the in the play. I don't know if it'll work here. <laughs> Jack looks around. Is there... So, is there... The only way out is the door that we came in, right? Yeah. And behind you is the very thick metal door of the containment chamber. Which I think we could all fit into, but I don't know that we want to what, do that. What does the containment chamber do? You can't cast magic while you're in there. We're assuming it was an anti-magic, and then when we blew up the anti-magic button, it opened and she escaped. Oh. Which, frankly, oh. I don't care about. Oh. Wait, oh. She I'm, I'm a little, so, so we go in the car. I thought the, the anti-containment magic chamber was at the front of the car, right? It is. We're, we're at the back. We're at the back right that's, now, yeah. Well, we're 10 feet away from the back. Right. And then the demon appeared behind us and then went after right. Niklaus. So the demon is 10 feet in, so in theory, we could go around it and out. Okay. But the anti-magic containment chamber, that doesn't help us do anything, right? I mean, we could probably go into it and be safe from the demon for a while, but then we'd end up at the prison. Oh, yeah. So we gotta get out of this train, and somehow... I mean, maybe we could try to lure the demon into the anti-matter containment, but if it's since it's not working, yeah, well, we'd, we'd, try, we'd have to try and get it in and then shut it. Did this cargo, did this container have um, windows, Joy? This one does not. All, All right. right, Jack, what are you doing? So Jack Jack goes over to the anti-magic chamber and, and yells at the demon, Oi! Oi! Come over here! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, so, like, the bazooka, can I still shoot with a gun? Can I have, like... you can? We can say that you, like, put it on your back. Yeah, and, let's like, do that. Do whatever. So Jack is going to try and lure it over, but also by shooting it and making it angry. Get it off of Niklaus. So once again, he's going to try this um, sharpshooter feat. So shoot with the Eldritch Blast module. Roll the 17. Yep, that hits. All right, finally. So then with Eldritch Blast, it's 1d10 and then I plus 10 because of the feat. 1d10. So 7 and so plus 10, so the 17 damage. Yep. And then he has action surge, and Jack is feeling lucky because that one hit, so he'll try to do the same thing. Yep. All right. And he rolls a four. <laughs> <laughs> a four does not hit. All right. Take that, you thing. Monster thing. All right. Take your turn. Okay, am I next to uh, Nicklaus? Yeah, we can say so. I guess I can move if I need to. Yeah, if you moved, it would be like five feet or something. Okay. Okay, I'm going to touch, put my hand on Niklaus's arm and cast Cure Wounds at second level. And he will get nine hit points back. Niklaus, like, coughs up blood from his lungs. <coughs> <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> he, like, puts, he's, like, still kind of, like, kneeling, just, like, holding himself, and he puts a hand out to her carriage, like, thank you. Uh, he like fiddles with this pack and he pulls out the ancient healing whiskey 
<laughs> and he downs it. <laughs> so how much did we say that was? 44 plus 4? Yep. 44 plus 4? Yeah. So it's 5 plus... 5 plus 4. 14 HP. And as he downs the whiskey, he like wipes his, his hand across his lips to clean them with blood and whiskey and <laughs> spits the mixture out on the floor and like throws huh. the bottle on the ground. And he's like, we need to get out of here. Just use the levitate. I can make my own way down. And does he still have an action left? I think mm, drinking a potion yeah. is an action. We usually say potion is an action. Okay. And but he, you like, could move. I, he moves towards... If he moves away from it, it will attack him, right? Because we. I think you melee. can move... You could, in theory, move around it as long as you don't if I move, weave the five-foot radius yeah, around it. If I stay with, at, you know, in contact, you know, the little, right. <laughs> you know, like um, original Star Trek where they're circling each other. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I'll do that. All of a sudden he has a gun he made out of some rocks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm behind it now. <laughs> Am I, like, in the doorway? Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely. Can I see the ground from where I'm at? No, this door didn't have the window. I think you have to go out onto the platform. To onto the platform. Doing. Okay, so I'm at the door, but uh, I can't move any further. So yeah, that's it. All right. The demon's going to make a stunning screech. So everybody do a constitution saving throw. Constitution? Yep. 20 for Nicholas. 16 for Herc here. 13 for Jack. Jack, you are stunned. Oh, shoot. Mm. <laughs> that's not good. Stunned. A stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak only falteringly. A creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Okay. I can't take actions or reactions? Dang. Yep. How do I become unstunned? You're stunned! This is for a turn. I think yeah, it's, it's just, just a round. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So at the start of your next turn? Yeah. Wait. No, his next turn is a skip turn, basically. Yeah, so until the end of the demon's turn. Right, okay. Oh, so, okay. Yep, so Jack, you go next. No, he you doesn't. Can, He's you, can, you can I talk guess. falteringly. What? What? What's going on? I can't hear anything. <laughs> ah. Ma. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can do, right? Yeah, Audrey, who was, I didn't add into the turn order, she also passed somehow. Uh, what about Gobzu? Gobs is still with the uh, the goblins. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Gobs he didn't, is he didn't come along separated from us yep. now. He's no longer part of the conglomerate. I hope Audrey has like an entire like Santa Claus bag full of magitech by this point. Kikir, <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. All right, I'm going to move next to Nicklaus, but I'm still within range of, I assume, the demon. Yep. And I'm going to activate symbiotic entity. So I channel magic into my spores and I gain a bunch of temporary hit points. I gained 16 temporary hit points. Oh, something happened, right? Didn't I get some temporary hit points, too, from last? Aid. Aid, yeah. Oh, okay, so... Your uh, your maximum hit points went up. Oh, okay, that's good. Right. I forgot I about think that. I, already, I think I already lost those. Anyway. <clears throat> you, you can heal back those. Let me check here. Okay, that's good. Also, the demon should make a con save against my nasty spores. So what? Against my spores. Uh, when it's its turn, right? Yeah, when it did, yeah. Scre- when it did its screech. Oh, that's right, I forgot. Let it go. Never mind. Anyway, I'm done. Okay, Nick Klaus. He sees Jack on the other side of the room, stunned, and though he doesn't want to get the attention of the creature again, um, she was like, maybe that's the best choice. So I'm currently in melee with it, or no? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> what to do? 
Okay. Can I move so that I'm I'm still within uh, range of the creature, but at least ten feet away from her here? Ten feet away from here here, but I think you'd have to rotate I, to the other side of it from me. With, yeah, you'd either have to like rotate or like start going out into like the the gap. I'll rotate. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> you just like pivot back and forth. Like. Uh, it's just I just continue <laughs> the circle, the circle I did before. I just yeah, you run like a full three sixty around it. And as I get ten feet away from her here, the Klaus will cast another spell. He'll cast a first level Arms of Hadar. So you start to see dark energy erupt from the Klaus, uh, and black tendrils will like start swinging around and battering everything within 10 feet of me including the demon so he has to make a strength saving throw rolls a 17 he passes and takes half damage from 2d6 necrotic so he takes three damage after the half has and suffers no other effects and then i continue my rotation back around <laughs> <laughs> Does it have like the, you know, dizzy kind of like sound like, you know, effects and cartoons? No, it's 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 just that that battle music from the original Star Trek. Dun 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 dun. Oh, it went. Forgot it went. All right. Uh, it's going to roll its thing for the spores. Okay. And it rolls a 12. That is not enough. You will take another point of necrotic damage. Take that. <laughs> yeah, you make it sneeze. Wait, Violently. actually, actually, I gotta roll another d4 because I activated symbiotic entity. Two points of necrotic damage. Maybe like a new he, pimple or something. Yeah, he he sneezes even harder, sensing weakness in Jack's direction. The demon is going to its wings and fly very quickly over to Jack, and he's going to attack. I think you actually get an opportunity attack, Niklaus. Oh yeah, I, I take it. It's true. I attack with the. Mace? What did I say that was? Extendable baton. Extendable baton. <laughs> Would I get an opportunity attack too, or am I? I thought you were like ten feet away for some reason. I, I was next to Niklas too earlier. Oh, then yeah. Let's see, this is a melee with minus one to hit, so that's six minus one is a five to hit. Foils helpless. Five does not hit. I'm like holding the baton out, like just like wiggling it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, here, here. 22. Yeah, that hits. Take 15 points of fire damage. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it flies over the jack and it's going to attack. It rolls a 16. That hits. And a 25. Uh, that, that one hits too. The first attack does 9 damage. Okay. Wait, no, it does 10 damage. Okay, could do this all day. The second attack does 13, 16 damage. 16. Right. Jack cannot do this all day. <laughs> and with its talons, it dramatically like pushes you against the uh, the open door of the anti-magic container. Does that does that mean I lose my muscles? Is that how it works? <laughs> no. Okay. It's not on in oh, any case. Oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. true. Jack, it's your turn. All right. Jack looks at the others and says, I'm going to blow it up. You guys got to go. Just go on without me. And they're all close. They're all near the door, right? I don't know where Audrey is, but... I'd say like Audrey's pretty close to Niklaus. Yeah. So Jack pulls out the bazooka. He kind of, you know, he's in pain, so he's kind of like, kind of has to grunt to exert to put it in position. Checks that the arrow's facing the right way. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at this demon in the eyes. He gets the feeling that the demon doesn't really want to relent, doesn't want to go away. And in Jack's mind, he thinks about 
these two fellows that he spent so much time together in the past few days and weeks. The first time in a long time, he, he's got like complete calm about what he has to do. He's not scared, he's not anxious, he's not calculating risks in his head. He's like, gotta, gotta get rid of this demon. Jack uh, looks at the others. Jack, what are you doing? We have to help him. And uh, winks and then pulls the trigger. Jack, you raise up the fireball bazooka and you click the trigger and a giant ball of flame hits the point that you choose. So probably somewhere on the ceiling. The corner, like as far diagonal away from him. <laughs> here, here, and Niklaus, your point of view, you just see this giant explosion. And you see Jack and the demon engulfed in it. And then the explosion rips through the train wall. And then it hits the thing that connects the train to the monorail. Oh no. Damn. You hear a terrible snapping of cables and the grinding of metal. And the train starts to derail itself. And then just a falling sensation as the entire train gets ripped off the rails. For a brief second, everything just goes black for everybody. Niklaus and Hirkir, the two of you awaken miraculously unscathed. The two of you take a quick look around and it appears that you're inside some building that the train apparently crashed into. Jack! Jack! Hirkir sort of disoriented but yelling. There is a lot of smoke and there's a lot of fire. Audrey is next to the two of you and she's like, she's sort of on her knees and she's looking up are we sort of surrounded by fire is there is there sort of a way to orient ourselves that over there's the train that's burning up anyone in there is probably dead type thing do a perception check 23 yeah you take a look around and you see that there is an exit out of wherever you are it's it's hard to call it an exit because most of it is rubble in the distance, suddenly you hear someone screaming. And then Audrey suddenly stands up and she's like, Oh no. What was that? No, 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 no. And then she runs out into the smoke. Yeah, Nicholas follows. Herker takes one look back towards the remnants of Jack, whispers sort of a prayer for her soul, returning to nature, and uh, runs after them. Yep. Niklaus, you run into the smoke, and you see Audrey's back, and then she disappears. It's just, everything is just so heavily obscured right now. She was transported by the USS Enterprise, don't fool us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's season two. <laughs> here, here, how about you do a perception check? More perception checks? God. Gonna yeah. run out of good rolls here. Yep, eight. Hercure heads off in a totally different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Niklaus, you very quickly lose sight of Audrey and you get lost in all the smoke and rubble. Similarly, Hirkir, you try to run after Niklaus and you also get lost. Hello? Do I hear that? Yeah, but it's hard to make out which direction it's coming from. 
In the distance, you hear something crumble and like a building fall down. Hercure will go, Hey! Nicklaus! Hercure? Nicklaus! Where Audrey? are you? Audrey? You're pretty sure you hear Audrey go like, Over here! Over? Over where? <laughs> um, Nicklaus takes just something from his pockets or something on the ground like a stone and he casts light on it so that it's a bright light and he holds it up so you could try maybe see better or they can see him yeah here here throughout all the all the burning debris you see i make it um what color should it be probably, probably not, not like yellow or red <laughs> blue oh like god a... it's really hot over there run away <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a like a baby blue oh it's pretty yeah here here in the distance, you see, like, a baby blue light. Okay. And and you will... hear Nicklaus's voice come from that direction. Come from, from that direction. All right, he will head that way and go, Nicklaus, is that your blue light? Yes, come to me. I'm looking for Audrey and Jack. I'm heading your way. The two of you meet up as you do do a, both of you guys do a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. Nine for her cure. 21 for Nicklaus. Nicklaus... As Hyrkira arrives, you see that there's some debris above you, and it's, like, just about to land on the two of you. I try to push him out of the way. What? <laughs> yeah, Hyrkira, like, happily, like, runs up to you, and then you just shove him. <laughs> hey! I thought we were friends! <laughs> yeah, and then some debris oh. crashes right where you were standing, Hyrkira. Oh, thanks. We can't stay here. No, we can't. Hyrkira picks himself up slowly. Audrey went that way, but I haven't seen anything of Jack. I I don't think Jack made it. I don't think he made it out of the train. If he survived the initial explosion, I mean, that crash, too. Brutal. Should we get out of here? Yeah. Hercules, um, like, looking around for let, any sense of an exit. I think she went this way, but I'm not sure. Audrey! Nicholas looks at the smoke. Does it look like it's blowing one way or being, like, pulled? It's very hard to tell. Between, like, the, yeah, the heat that's rising up and whatever ambient wind there is, the smoke oh. is thick and it smells of magitite. So I'm like, okay, her care, let, let's not get separated, stay close. And yeah, uh, as we were going, uh, Nikos will, on cooldown, cast Prestidigitation just to kind of, like, either clean this, the air we're about to breathe... Or if there's, like, a small patch of fire, we have to, like, go underneath the rubble or something to, like, snuff that small part out. Yeah. The two of you head into the smoke. He's like that kid in that, that video where they were LARPing. They kept on doing, like, uh, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. When he's prestidigitation. Lightning bolt. Prestidigitation. 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 Yeah, we'll just say it's sort of, like, it looks cooler than that. Like, you sort of just hold your hand out and you keep casting it over and over again in front of you. And it clears a little puff of smoke each time. How about both of you guys do a perception check? Perception. Seven. Sixteen. The best rolls of our, like, D&D career and our character, like, a PC dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do encounter a couple of the goblins. They're, like, picking each other up and trying to get out of here. I try to get them to, to follow us out. I ignore them. I guess Hercure does nothing, and I'm like, you should, guys, stick stick together, follow us out of here. Yeah, the goblins have real, like, really no other choice but to follow <laughs> you. Eventually, you do accumulate 
five goblins, but go ahead. <laughs> like uh, barnacles on a ship. <laughs> I was thinking of like Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all just like in a, like a row. It's like the old Final Fantasy games where everyone walks in a row. It's just like whoop, whoop. Both of you guys do a dexterity saving throw. Oh god, another one. Yep. Ten. Also ten. Mm-hmm. Both of you guys take four smoke damage. Niklaus is clearing the way, but it's taking you guys a very long time to search through the smoke area. The goblins are actually surprisingly unaffected by the smoke because they're so short. Smoke rises. Niklaus casts a spell. He uses another second level spell slot to cast Detect Thoughts and to give it a little flavor. So he concentrates on the voices in his head, just tries to hear the ones that are that are that are real, that are, <laughs> that, are that are people within are humanoids, creatures, no, thinking creatures within 30 feet. So I'm just I'm just trying to see if there's any other goblins or Audrey or anybody else that I can't see that, that are within 30 feet as we're going along. Like maybe someone unconscious or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, within 30 feet? Yeah, so as we're going along, anything within 30 feet, I can detect the presence of a thinking creature. I can do it through barriers uh, within two feet of rock or two inches of metal and nothing with intelligence lower than three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You... Cast your detect thoughts. How long does it last? For a minute. Mm-hmm. It is concentration. Yeah. Around like 37 seconds, you you pick up somebody like mid-thought, and the thought is something like, well, this is a bloody mess to wake up to. And you, you, you catch the thought like midway through, like it just entered the range mm-hmm. of your detect thoughts. I'm like, hello? Someone there? The, the, voice, the voice replies telepathically and it says oh who's there we're, we're trying to get out of this burning building follow find me i'm at the blue light oh wait you're you're uh you're niklaus yes who are you the voice goes my name's lena H- how, how do you know me well i woke up and there was this very nervous goblin who asked me to look for the four of you i have no idea what's going on but we need to get out of this building this is all happening telepathically right yeah suddenly you hear a fluttering of tiny wings it's the pixie and before you you see the female pixie that was in the pixie jar the pixie i did not expect this she flies into your field of view and she does a little bow and she says lena at your service and then she coughs a little bit oh and i precipitate the air around her I'm like careful there's smoke here so so the goblin said there were four of you I only see two plus five goblins. One of us didn't make it. And one of us is still lost in here. The goblins are just here. <laughs> well, I'm sure our goblin friend will be happy to hear that. I think I heard some voices in that direction. Okay, we'll follow you. Yeah. And she casts dancing lights. Oh, yay. In the distance. Such, such dancing. Much lights. Very magic. Shall we? Thank you. Yes. The eight of you... <laughs> Our merry procession. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a line of goblins that are all holding hands. <laughs> oh god. Is Gobstopper there? Or was it Gobtick? Which one was the one in the that we saw in the train car? The the OG one? The Gobfather and Gobtick. Gobtick. Gobs Gobstopper. All of them. There isn't who is the OG one? Gobbo. 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 <laughs> Got my notes. But yeah, the eight of you head toward the dancing lights. 
if Gabo's there, I hand him the, the blue lightstone. Like, as long as you have this, you'll be safe. Tell them to follow you and don't get separated from us. Sure, we can say he's here. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. When the eight of you arrive at the dancing lights, you see a lot of smoke and you see the familiar shape of Galazar and you see Audrey nearby and she's trying to lift a very large piece of debris and you see Virginia oh, God, trapped underneath a very large piece of rock. I guess we all run up. Yep. Hercule does not hurry. Audrey sees y'all approach and she says, Hey guys, help me. Do we see that it's Virginia? Yeah. Why? She's been trying to kill us this whole time. Guys, I can't I can't let anybody else die. Is she just gonna try and kill us as soon as we get her out of there? I turn and look at Galazar. I still have to tech thoughts up. Has it been less than a minute? We'll say it's still up. Barely though. You have like three seconds left. I turn it back to her and I'm I'm just like I just want to know what her surface thoughts are. So I, what she's thinking in that moment. Yeah, Virginia is very focused on her heavy bleeding and being crushed by a rock. Okay. If I have time left, I'll, I want to use my action to, to probe deeper. Mm-hmm. Then she has to make a wisdom saving throw. Virginia, even through the pain, can sense you poking around in there. <laughs> you, first of all, you also feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And she actually allows you to go a little bit deeper. She chooses to fail yep. saving throw. And you see that to some certain extent that she actually does want to bring Audrey back for her own good. You see flashes of some memories. You see a slightly younger Audrey and you see the after effects of what appears to be a rather major industrial accident. And you see Virginia having to drag a screaming Audrey away, basically to save her life. I'm guessing that at that moment the spell ends. Yeah, yeah, you hear Virginia go like, ah. I turn to her here and I'm like, I think we should help her. Then help her? Is the half-orc helping her? Yeah, both Audrey and Galazar are trying to help her. I mean, I can't pull any rocks off her, I'm not very strong. I turn to Gabo, I'm like, Gabo, it's time to put aside our differences we need every hand we can to get out of here. Tell the other goblins to help us lift this debris off of her. Gabo is like, well, okay. That was easier than I thought, Klaus says in his head. Are you guys going to help? Yeah. I will use... <laughs> We've got those levitate magitechs. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should use that. Thanks. <laughs> Herc here. What? <laughs> Thank you for your suggestion of using the levitate magitech. I appreciate you helping to get Virginia out. Definitely not Herc here's suggestion. <laughs> no, nah, definitely, definitely Hercure said it, but he didn't realize he said it out loud. Subconsciously, he wants to help. <laughs> so I'm like, who has the, the levitate magitech? Didn't you have one, um, Audrey? Yeah, she throws one to you. All right, and I slam a magitite in. <laughs> I pulled it out, and I, Gringardium Leviosa, and then... <laughs> attempt to to lift the the slab of concrete a la the x-wing from (laughs) closing my eyes and like directing it with two two fingers like kind of outstretched yeah with here are you just like standing around yep well he might be like walking looking for an exit Mm -hmm. he's not particularly interested in saving a corporate person who's been chasing them for this time yeah as far as he's concerned she will inevitably betray them with the combined effort of Galazar, Audrey, Nicholas, and the goblins, 
Y'all are able to lift up the concrete slab, pinning Virginia to the floor. She groans in pain as you lift it up. After she gets out from underneath the concrete slab, Audrey runs over and grasps her hand, and they look at each other for a moment. This is very touching, but we're in a burning building. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Virginia is like, get out of here, you idiot. And Galazar, without making a single word, does like a hand wave that also says, all of y'all should probably get out of here right now. He's going to pick up Virginia. Turker, did you find the way out? Did I find a way out? The uh, You suddenly notice that the pixie has been gone, and then you hear the fluttering of wings. Lena returns, and she's like, I think there's an exit over there. Oh, Lead the way. The best. Yeah, Lena leads your group out of the smoke. Precision check, precision check, precision check. It's like, I had taken gust of wind. Somehow you, you like cause a, was it a flashback? <laughs> Yeah. In the distance, you hear police sirens heading towards your location, but they're still a distance away. Ugh. Audrey is like, yeah, we need to get out of here. Do we have any idea where we are? Do a survival check. God damn it. Six. You have no idea where you are. Does anyone have any idea where we are? Three out of the five goblins raised their hands, including Gobbo, the original goblin. OG. <laughs> Gobbo TM OG. Yeah. Can you, can you help us get back to the way from here? You don't even know where we're going right now. Gob OG. Yeah, come come with us. I think we know where we are. All right. Don't have a better plan than that. So. <laughs> yeah. And the goblins lead you... Still holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, just like one of them that's like skipping. He doesn't know why everyone's <laughs> upset. <laughs> he just thinks they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. And the goblin leads you into West Ovaria. Jack, you blink your eyes and you find yourself sitting at the breakfast table of your childhood home. In the distance, you can hear the sounds of your sister playing, and you can hear your mom rhythmically beating the shit out of some laundry. <laughs> sitting across from you from the table is your dad. What does he look like? He's got long hair, kind of, definitely, definitely some, I don't know, like, kind of strands in the face and kind of pockmarked not great skin quality on the face dark brown eyebrows and hair as well and uh, wearing like just kind of like a dirty white shirt yeah face is kind of pudgy not just doesn't look very healthy yeah even so he looks at you with a great sense of pride and an energy that you don't even know where he's getting it from (laughs) and he looks at you and he says well how'd it go son ah is that you yeah it's me guess we're both dead huh yeah yeah well it ain't so bad though yeah well i uh it's good to see you been a while sweet did all right i suppose tried wasn't wasn't perfect most of the time wasn't perfect at all most of the time it's pretty bad, but, but tried. I tried. He extends his hand towards you, and he says, I 
think that's all you can do. You did good, son. I'm proud of you. Jack reaches out his hand and grabs his dad's hand and bows his head a little bit and and says, Thanks. Thanks, Pa, but yeah, suppose suppose I suppose I did. Suppose I did. And he falls silent. I think I just take it as Jack is just kind of like he's in this afterlife, maybe a bit confused, but maybe it's kinda of like burdens are all gone in a way. Like he's dead. He just can't do anything about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you worry about things, it's because you think you can do something. And then you actually can't because, you know, sometimes you just worry about things that you have no impact on. But, but for Jack, he knows he's dead and, and he just can't do anything anymore. So kind of a lot of that worry is gone, I guess. Yep. As you hold your father's hand, which you haven't held for a very long time, you feel all the calluses and the roughness in his hand and it reassures you. You get a feeling that even if you're not there, you've left the future in some good hands. Mm. Your thoughts turn toward Niklaus, Hukir, uh, even Audrey, and Gobzu. <laughs> and you feel a very deep satisfaction having met these people and been part of their story. Your dad grasps your hand and he says, Are you ready, son? Jack looks up into his dad's eyes, nods, smiles, and says, yeah, let's, let's do it. He gets up, and leading you by the hand, he heads towards the door. He opens the door, and the sounds of your sister and your mom fade away. And you are just bathed in a warm light. Hey everyone, this is Joey, your Dungeon Master friend, and that's a wrap for Season 1 of Adequately Advanced Magic. Yay! Unfortunately, Willie, who plays Jack, is moving on to bigger and better things. <laughs> He's too cool for us now. <laughs> that's not true. I've uh, I've taken everything and I learned. I'm going to start my own podcast. No. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I think I, w- uh, I would. I would listen to it. <laughs> this is my first time doing Dungeon and Dragons. I had really good time. A uh, really big thanks to Jeremiah and Roy for teaching me, and Joey definitely for teaching me and being patient and walking me through things. No, it's just uh, I feel like going a different direction with life and free time and leisure, and uh, 
I think uh, I will take with me all the lessons I have learned about role playing and chance and luck and doors um, to me <laughs> as I as I keep living life on this beautiful planet. <laughs> well, we appreciate all the time you spent with us, Willie. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And feel free to drop by if you have a free Sunday every now and again. Maybe we can work <laughs> you in for a guest spot. <laughs> I think I think I'll be doing something guest related in the upcoming few weeks, right, Joey? Ooh, we got our. Ooh. Uh... <laughs> yeah, now you're stuck in the goblin side <laughs> campaign for eternity. You didn't know when you start when you started this, but now you've signed on for until like death. And there's so many goblins, you just, you know, your soul just cycles <laughs> through them, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> pack, pack tactics or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, the for those of you who are worried about the podcast, uh, a good friend of mine, Mitchell Summers, who is a very skilled role player, will be... Uh, has has been hired for the for the third slot uh for free he's an nice. unpaid intern yeah he, he's an unpaid intern oh we gotta watch out for those <laughs> Start organizing. if we've learned one thing this season oh yeah we were unpaid interns weren't we <laughs> yes we were yeah. in a manner of speaking <laughs> but yeah he is a very skilled role player it will be good <laughs> the rest of us have all played D D with him before so but yeah before we sign off do you guys have any thoughts about the first season? It was fun, and I hope we see fewer doors and fewer goblins <laughs> in the second. <laughs> I don't know if it's standard, but I thought we did some pretty cool stuff. Like, I, like, watch movies, and I'm like, oh, I've done that, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> like the Captain America doing the, the train thing. I think I was, I watched Black Widow the other day, and there's a floating station that I've also jumped out of and exploded. Plumped out of? Yeah. Okay. How, how dare Marvel keep stealing <laughs> ideas from me? Damn so, it, Marvel. We're coming I, for you. <laughs> we should us, sue Disney. Send a cease and desist at them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed the season. I mean, every every campaign, you know, with New World is always exciting to to find out about it. And Joey spends way too much time, I think, <laughs> figuring out all this stuff for us. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate the the effort he goes through. You can really tell he spends a he really wants it to be like a a real feeling place. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, how about Willie say goodbye to everybody? All right. Well, I'll be definitely still be hanging around. Um, you'll hear my voice again, but at least Jack Jack is gone. He has left us, R. and R. my my incarnation of Jack is also gone. But thanks for listening. Be in touch. See y'all soon. <laughs> thanks, Willie. Thanks, Willie. It's been a blast. We'll see you again. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're retiring Jack's jersey number. Put it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for this season of Adequately Advanced Magic. Right now, the plan is to have just one more episode to kind of wrap up everything. And after that, we're going to have a couple of bonus goblin episodes. Another episode to introduce Mitchell's character. And then we're going to kick off season two. Thanks again to all our listeners. And thank you, Sleepcat, for supporting our Patreon. If you've enjoyed the first season, please do share it with your friends and family. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Sleep cat listeners. Woo!